Here we go. You're listening to Law and Gospel on this Bible study Wednesday, July the 27th in the year of our Lord 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and as has been our custom in previous Wednesdays, we're taking a look at the book of Proverbs by Solomon. We're all the way up into chapter 10, and we're taking a look at verses 6 to 23. Now, in chapter 10, it completed the first nine chapters, which talks about Solomon having a number of messages to his son. And then it also has three poems about wisdom. Wisdom is none other than Jesus Christ himself. And the opposite of wisdom is foolishness. In other words, wisdom is Jesus. Foolishness is the devil. Now, beginning in chapter 10, we have a whole bunch of Proverbs. Many of them don't really last more than a verse or two, but they're insights given by Solomon through the power of the Holy Spirit to help us understand how God regards reality, how he regards the universe that he created. So, beginning with verse 10, I'm sorry, chapter 10, verse 6. From verse 6 to verse 23, there's a similar theme, and it talks about the use of the mouth. Now, we know from reading the book of James that the mouth can be a wonderful, wonderful lips in speaking the praises of God, but it can also lead to great sin and is one of the worst parts of the body that people often use. So Proverbs is kind of picking up that theme from the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 6 begins, Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Now, we already talked about how previous passages in Proverbs talk about the distinction between wisdom, and that is nothing less than Jesus, and foolishness. That's nothing less than the devil. So also here, we have a distinction, namely the head of the righteous versus the mouth of the wicked. Here we're talking about, from God's point of view, who is referred to as on the head of the righteous. That would be believers in Jesus Christ. And what are on the head of the righteous? Blessings. And they are from God himself. Take a look at the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. These are blessings from God, and they are on the head of the righteous. The righteous refer to those who have been declared righteous through faith in Jesus Christ. But the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Now, what does that mean? Well, the wicked are unbelievers. 
and therefore much of what they say is really to their own advantage. They're motivated by what makes them look good in the eyes of others or what makes them feel good about themselves. And a lot of times that conceals violence. Well, let me give you two examples. Satan in the Garden of Eden, his mouth was wicked, telling Adam and Eve, no, 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 you will not die if you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You will become like God, knowing good and evil. Now, that was a a white lie, as is many of Satan's thoughts, and they were tempted to follow Satan rather than God who said they would die when they would eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So their wicked Satan was concealing violence against Adam and Eve, and they fell for it, as many of us do when we are tempted and fall into that temptation. Another example, of course, is David. David, a a wonderful writer of the Psalms, nevertheless, remember what happened when he was tempted by Bathsheba? That led to the violence of the killing of Bathsheba's husband by King David. So the mouth of the wicked conceals violence, and it's always violence against God. It's always a breaking of the first commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me. So, verse 7, the memory of the righteous, now remember they're talked about in verse 6, is a blessing, but the name of the wicked will rot. Now the question that comes to mind is the memory of the righteous a blessing to whom? Is it a blessing from God's point of view? Or is it really a blessing from the people's point of view who are, of course, friends of the wicked or the righteous? There's no doubt that when you meet a righteous person, you may get proper advice. You may have a question. What should I do in this situation? And when you listen to the righteous and you remember what they say, it becomes a blessing to you because you're doing what the righteous have been told to do by the Holy Spirit. But the name of the wicked will rot. I mean, it's not at all unusual when teenagers are talking about, well, I'm, I'm thinking of becoming a girlfriend or a boyfriend of this person, and they will, your friends will tell you right away what kind of person he or she is. And if it's a wicked person, a lot of times they will warn you against that. Verse 8, the wise of heart will receive commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. Now, here again, we have a comparison 
the wise of heart, remember wisdom, means those who listen to Jesus Christ. They will receive commandments. See, that's one of the things that children don't like receiving. They don't like being told what they have to do, what time they have to be home from school, what time they have to eat dinner, how long they can watch television, how long they can stay out at night, all kinds of rules in a household. But the wise of heart, those who really love their parents, believe their parents, they will receive those commandments. But a babbling fool will come to ruin. You see this in movies all the time, where young people listen to other babblers. Babbling fool refers to those who are in verse 6. The mouth of the wicked conceals violence. And people begin to believe what a babbling fool says. And guess what? They will come to ruin from God's point of view. Verse 9. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. I mean, how many times does a child or even an adult do something wrong and then they try and blame somebody else? They try and find a crooked way in which they are not responsible for what they did wrong. And there can be all kinds of reasons that people give, but they will not take personal responsibility for what they have done wrong. Whereas those who walk in integrity, they walk securely. Why? When you walk in integrity, that means you are honest with God. So when you sin, you repent of that sin with the understanding that you are responsible for that sin. Nobody else is. Verse 10 gives an kind of example of people who are crooked. Whoever winks the eye causes trouble, and a babbling fool will come to ruin. Now, what does that mean? Whoever winks the eye causes trouble, or it can be translated causes pain. Let's say that you're in class and you remember that you forgot your pen at home and you need something to write. Well, the student who sits in front of you is gone for a moment. Maybe he went to the washroom. So you steal his pencil that he has on the desk in front of you. And when you turn to the left, you see one of your friends who's looking at you as you stole that pencil. And what do you do? You wink at them. Oh, nothing big. Don't worry about it. And those who wink the eye causes even more pain. In fact, in the Septuagint translation, that's the Greek translation of the Hebrew Proverbs, it reads, Whoever winks the eye 
causes treachery. And a babbling fool will come to ruin. So we're hearing here about the improper use of the mouth. And in this case, the eye and the babbling fool, which means he's an unbeliever. Verse 11, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. And that's contrasted with a repeat verse from verse 6. But the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. And that violence is not only toward God, it's also toward others. Now, how is the mouth of the righteous a fountain of life? It kind of reminds you of the Garden of Eden. There was a tree there that Adam and Eve had not partaken of, and that was the tree of life. In fact, God removed them from the Garden of Eden, lest they take from the tree of life and live forever in their sin. The tree of life will also be found in the book of Revelation in talking about the new heaven, where the tree of life is in a body of water. Jesus' mouth was a fountain of life. Remember, he said to the Samaritan woman, I have water to drink, and from that you will never again be thirsty. And she begged for that water. It was his words of the gospel, namely that her sins would be forgiven and heaven would be her home. Even though at the time she was sinning, in living with men who are not her husband. So, verse 11 talks about the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. As righteous parents bring their children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Verse 12, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Now, what's hatred in this case? Somebody does something wrong to you, and you want to take vengeance upon them. As an unbeliever, that hatred stirs up strife between you. An example would be the kind of driving that goes on in the United States these days. I saw one where a man got cut off by a woman as she cut into his lane. Well, he drove up beside her, opened his window, and was yelling terrible things at her. She said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you. Please forgive me. And when she said that, immediately his hatred stopped stirring up strife against her. And he went his way without saying another word. Her love covered his offenses. 13 kind of explains about the lips. On the lips of him who has understanding, wisdom is found. But a rod is for the back of him 
who lack sense. Now that really is to be taken literally because if you have understanding, where did you get that understanding? From wisdom. And who is wisdom? None other than Jesus Christ himself. So when you listen to Jesus, you receive his wisdom and you have understanding. But the opposite is an unbeliever who lacks sense. And he doesn't think he has to listen to the understanding of Jesus. And therefore, what is in store for him? A rod is for the back of him. And that's how folks in Jesus' day, parents, government officials, would punish evildoers with a rod on the back. So these are people who lack sense. They lack the wisdom of Jesus. 14, the wise lay up knowledge, but the mouth of a fool brings ruin near. Now see, as you're growing up in a Christian family and you're listening to your parents, you hear what your mom and dad tell you and you may not need it right away, but you remember it. You lay up their knowledge for a time when you are going to be needing. But the mouth of a fool brings ruin near. Remember, the fool is the unbeliever. And what they say conceals violence. And the babbling fool comes to ruin. This is a very important point in the entire scripture that God puts in place negative consequences to your sin. You cannot do a sin without a negative consequence taking place. So verse 15 talks about that. A rich man's wealth is his strong city. Now what's the strong city? for a man who's truly rich. That means the wealth of Jesus Christ. And the city is none other than the Holy Christian Church. And that is a strong city. How many times have you gone to church, listened to a sermon, and been comforted by what you hear? In contrast to the poverty of the poor is their ruin. Poverty here refers that they don't have laid up for themselves proper knowledge. So it reminds us of those who have nothing to offer God to offset their sins. Verse 16, the wage of the righteous leads to life, the gain of the wicked to sin. Now, when you first read this verse, you might get the opinion that it's against law and gospel because what wages do the righteous have that leads to life? We are not talking about justification here. Solomon is talking about sanctification. You already are declared righteous because it says the wage of the righteous leads to life. 
What is the wage of the righteous? Take a look at Matthew 25. The sheep are complimented by wisdom, Jesus Christ, for all the good works which are referred to as fruit of the Holy Spirit that they were doing because they are righteous. These good works do not make them righteous. They first are declared to be righteous by God, and then their good works lead to eternal life. In contrast to the gain of the wicked leads to eternal sin and death. That's explained in verse 17 of chapter 10. Whoever heeds instruction is on the path to life, but he who rejects reproof leads others astray. Now, if that isn't law and gospel, I don't know what is. To heed instruction is the instruction from Jesus as the wisdom. And as you heed what he has to say and advise, it leads on a path to life. Whereas he who rejects reproof leads others astray. Now, what is rejecting reproof? That is rejecting the laws of God, his will. No, I I don't have to listen to God. I can do whatever I want. And when you get among people that think like that, you're leading them all astray. Now, verse 18, the one who conceals hatred has lying lips and whoever utters slander is a fool. So how many times you see a movie where let's say a a girl is really upset because one of her girlfriends is making a play for her boyfriend who might be the quarterback on the football team. So what does she do? She begins to lie about her girlfriend making her look bad in the eyes of others. And she is slandering her. She is a fool. She's following Satan. When words are many, transgression is not lacking. But whoever restrains, his lips is prudent. Now that happens when you get in arguments with someone. And in order to defend yourself, make yourself look good, you'll have many words against them. And that transgression, that sin is not lacking. But a lot of times, if you restrain your lips, you will be insightful. You don't have to argue with someone who is against you. Why? Verse 20. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked is of little worth. Now we're talking here about a believer where his tongue, when he speaks God's will, is like choice silver. Whereas the heart of the wicked is of little worth because it conceals lying lips 
and utters slander. Verse 21, the lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of sense. Now that means that the lips of the righteous are feeding many with the wisdom of Jesus Christ. Pastors do that when they visit people in the hospital or when they have funerals. Parents do that when they bring their children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. But foolish parents, they not only die, but cause the death of their children for lack of sense. Verse 22, the blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. In other words, when we are blessed by the Lord, we thank him for what he is doing in our life. And there is no sorrow that's coupled with these blessings. In contrast to the foolish one, verse 23, doing wrong is like a joke to a fool, but wisdom is pleasure to a man of understanding. Now, you'll see that on some movies where a few of a person's friends is going to play a, play a trick on him, and it might cause even an injury. But when the trick goes by the way they want it, they laugh at him. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your checkout to Law and Gospel and mail to Law and Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132 or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.